Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The mom's organization motivation podcast has had the most amazing three year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to if like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey there, thanks for joining me today for another episode. I'm super excited because I am officially a member of Emmeline, which is a new women's podcast network. The visionary behind getting more women speaking on podcasts out in the world is the amazing Lindsay Ann Gould. So Lindsay, thank you so much for including me in this as a founding, I don't know, member person who's in this incredible network of women who are podcasting, who are sharing things that they love. I want to give a shout to Liam, who helped me transfer everything over this morning. So I'm actually recording this at the end of September, and you guys are listening to it in October. So uh, this is my first actual episode that I'm recording now as a member of Emmeline, and I could not be more excited to be a part of it. So thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Liam. Thank you to the people of this incredible podcast network. I'm super appreciative that you would include me in it. And also my dear friend, Kelly Mobeck is a part of it as well. So if you have ever been interested in sharing something that you love in a podcast, please reach out to me and I will tell you all about how to get set up with the podcast boutique and more specifically Lindsay Ann Gould and what she is up to. And in the meantime, head over and give a follow to we are Emmeline over on Instagram. Again, 
could not be more excited to be a part of that. So in addition to that, there are going to be some new fun announcements that I will have coming out in the future that have a lot to do with the book, a publisher I'm working with. Also, another way that I'm going to be working with the podcast boutique, which is getting my book actually into audiobook form. So that will be released on Amazon and I will let you know all the details when that's actually happening. So I'm thrilled to start recording that with the podcast boutique. Uh, just another thing my Liam is going to have to help me do. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for him. So another thing that happened today, which was really exciting as I was going through and figuring out all the new things with the podcast, I realized that Switzerland is now listening and the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast is in the top of the charts in Switzerland. So, you know, it's so crazy. When I started this at the onset of the pandemic in April, 2020, now that feels like a very long time ago, I had no idea if anybody would ever listen. And today the podcast is actually airing in 83 different countries. That's insane. My daughter asked the other day, she was like, wow, mom, how many countries are there? And I was like, um, I, let me, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have a better chance of answering how many continents there are, but countries, I don't know. So far, 83 of them are listening and I'm so beyond grateful. So thank you. If you are listening outside of the U S I am so appreciative that you would spend your time tapping into somebody here over in America and uh, following along as I talk about mom life, uh, different things that I have found to work really well when getting organized for myself and also for my amazing clients and some other things along the way. I do have to share that so many things recently have come up that are very entrepreneurial and I'm trying new things. And because you guys have listened and you've given me the confidence week after week to continue sharing some of these things that are important, it's making me feel like I can try new things. So thank you to you, not just outside of the U.S., but also inside the U.S. I appreciate you all so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now that the love fest is over, we're going to move on to actually what today's podcast episode is about. And it is inspired by a lot of the jobs that I've been doing for my incredible clients. Now we have actually been knee deep, elbow deep in a lot of garages lately. And that tends to happen in the summertime. And I think it's because a lot of people are then using a lot of the stuff that they have in their garages when the weather gets nicer in the summertime. So that's not necessarily hands down everything that's going to be in your garage stuff that happens in the summertime. Certainly you might be, you know, someone who wants to go skiing and you've got skiing stuff uh, that you would need in the wintertime in your garage, possibly. So not necessarily the case that everything that you're using is going to be summertime stuff that's happening to be in your garage. But I think maybe because people feel like, oh, okay, the weather is getting better and we're doing lots more outdoor activities. This is where I'm going to be in my garage getting a lot of those things. So I think that's probably why that happens. But before I begin talking to you about how you can have a multifunctional, multi-purpose garage that is really serving you and your family best, I did want to mention that I actually prefer to do a good garage 
reset, redo. Uh, maybe it's the first time ever that you've moved into a home. So this is your first time that you're actually doing the stuff for your garage to be organized. So whatever the situation may be, I really like doing it actually during the fall for a couple different reasons. One, the weather tends to be a little kinder. If you're doing it in the wintertime, it could be freezing in your garage and that could be miserable. You could have icicles hanging off your nose while you're trying to organize things. If you do it in the hottest part of the summer, that also can be miserable. So now that summer has passed, as I'm recording this, I want to just suggest to you that a really good reason, not only because of just the weather tends to be a little bit more on your side in those kinder fall weather months, but also because a lot of you have been working with things in your garage because it's been summertime. And this is a great opportunity for you to say, okay, guys, uh, gather the family together. Or if perhaps you are living with roommates, you might want to be like, let's do a little inventory now based on what we did use this summer and what we didn't use this summer, because it might be the perfect opportunity for you to see what things you really are not using or something you've grown out of, or perhaps something was broken over the summertime. And now it's time for you to sort of tidy that up, really do a good purge. I'm always going to start with that, which is the first of the three E's. That's your essential. I really like starting with the purge for your essential. So if you are new to the podcast and you haven't ever heard me speak about my three E's philosophy, there is an episode number one called the three E's philosophy. And I talk about how anytime I'm getting organized or to be honest, anytime I'm trying to get anything in my life accomplished, I will go back to my tried and true three E's philosophy. And the reason I do that is because a lot of times we can get really overwhelmed by so many moving parts to something that we're wanting to do. And so we can, you know, really just want to tap out. We can be exhausted before we even begin when we start thinking of all the different things that need to get done in that space. So what I always recommend is starting with your essential for me getting organized. A lot of times that is a good purge. And that's definitely something you should start with if you're in your garage, because chances are that tends to be the place where things go to die. You might do a good purge on the inside of your house and be like, oh, I don't have time to take that to donation right now. So I'm just going to go set it in my garage. We'll take a look at your garage before you turn it into this amazing multifunctional space and say, do I have some donation items in here that maybe have sort of accumulated in one area and they're really just not getting the attention that they need to be moved on out, whether donated or put in some sort of online or actual real life sale, if you're going to do a good old fashioned yard sale absolutely take some inventory of what's going on in your space first before you start to try to organize it. Because if you're trying to make a bunch of things that fit in there in that space right now, look a little bit nicer, but you're not even using them or they're broken or you've outgrown them and it's time to pass them on. You really don't want to miss that first essential purge because that's going to make the other two steps a whole lot easier. So once you've done that good purge, by the way, I highly recommend grabbing a bag with handles. This works really well in the garage as well. Um, unless you've got like gigantic items that would never fit into a bag. 
I can understand if that is the situation, in which case maybe you need to get a trailer. <laughs> so if you are starting small, for example, and you're going to go through maybe cabinets or shelving, or perhaps you just don't have any of that stuff. And that's what we'll be getting to. Maybe what you want to do is just grab a garbage bag or a paper bag, something that's easy with handles that you can start stocking up, putting anything you're not using or broken, anything I just mentioned that you just don't want anymore. And by the way, I always say be fearless and be decisive when it comes time to doing the purge. You will not regret it. I promise you, if these are things you initially have that gut reaction to like, do I really use this? Do I really need this? Is my family still using this? Chances are the answer is going to be no. It is so, so rare that I or my clients have gotten rid of things that we regretted later. And if that comes up, which is just so very rare, if that comes up, you obviously then have an opportunity to perhaps borrow that item from someone, or maybe you want to repurchase it, but only do that if you're finding that you're needing this item more than just one time, because then it's going to start taking up space again in that garage. And it's going to start looking like clutter. Even if it was super helpful that one time, maybe try to figure out a way that you could borrow this item that you're needing at the time from a friend. All right. Once we've done that first E, your essential, which I really think a purge is a great place to start, then you're onto your enhancement. This is something that's going to add style or value to what you've just done. Whatever your essential was, this is going to add style or value to that. So an example is I really like to do a, a sale of those items that we just purged, right? That would definitely add value or style, meaning, okay, now we don't want those things that we've just purged to sit in bags in our garage. We want to get it out of that space. And so now we're going to donate it to people who could use it. So consider your local charities in your neighborhood that you could give to. Um, there's always uh, Goodwill or Salvation Army. I've been donating to the Salvation Army a lot more lately because Goodwill, I think, really got overrun, especially during COVID when a lot of people were doing this. There are a lot of items they won't take. Salvation Army is a great program where we live in Southern California because if they're not able to put everything where it's able to be purchased again in their store, they find other places to put it or they're recycling it and disposing of it properly. So do just make sure on on that second step, your enhancement to that initial essential first step, what you want to make sure you're doing is just getting that stuff out of the way. So whether it's donation or whether it's sale, get on it. Do not let those things linger because that is going to make your third and final step a lot more difficult. This is your extra. This is the thing that's going to add style or value to that work of the purge and the donation or sale that you just did. This is where we bring in the style of your space. This is like containers that you might want to use to contain the items that are left over in your garage. And this is also going to be an opportunity for you to take a look at your space and say, do we need to mount floating shelves? Do we need to have cabinets that are actually going to hide some of the stuff that we are going to keep in these appropriate containers? And do we need to perhaps have this garage now be a multifunctional space? And it might make sense for us to style the space with a couch 
with a mounted TV on the wall. Perhaps you do want to have that storage, but in addition, you want this to be a gym for your family. You want to have a little home gym section. What if this is the space that you want to put a washer and dryer because you don't have one inside? Maybe you want to have some extra storage for your food. So you decide you want to bring an additional refrigerator or a drink fridge, a mini fridge, a wine fridge. Do you call it a wine fridge? A wine what do you call that? A wine? We're going to call it a wine container for the moment because I think I need another cup of coffee. I'm not, I'm not getting that word uh, that I need, but whatever it is, wine cooler. No, that's something that you drink. Um, what, what is it called? For lack of a better word, a wine container, a place to contain your wine. Um, and then also maybe you want to have a freezer. Now in the South, we call it a good old deep freeze. And this is where you might have some meat that you've gone out and hunted. Okay. <laughs> this maybe is where you want to have a whole bunch of extra ice cream. If you're going to have a party and you like to have people come over and you want to have a, an enormous amount of popsicles and different things like that. If you've got a pool in your backyard. And so you want to have things like that, that are going to stay for a while, uh, nice and frozen out in your deep freeze out in the garage. So whatever it is that you're wanting to contain, that's what your third step is. This is where we're actually going to make sure that we are containing the items that are left over. Um, and we're going to make this space super multifunctional. If what you are really looking for is something that is an extension of your home, perhaps you want this to be an entertaining area as well. Um, if you want it to do anything other than just be a place to park your cars, which I really do love the idea of actually parking your cars in your garage. I know it's a novel idea. There are a lot of people in California who park outside of their garage. Now for me, that makes me crazy because we do have space to park in our garage, both cars. My husband has decided that he prefers per parking out on the street in front of our house because he really wanted our garage to be multifunctional and have an area that he could work out. So in one area of our garage, we actually have the Peloton bike and my husband has got his, gosh, what is it called? Is it, um, oh no, I've just forgotten it. Um, P P90X. I don't even know if that's what it is. I think maybe that's the brand that he has, but it's basically where you have the big box that you want to be able to jump up on, or you can do workouts on. Okay. So he wanted to have that in the garage as well. Uh, in addition, we wanted to make sure that we had space for him to put mats down. If he wanted to do crunches, or if he wanted to do I almost said sit-ups. Isn't that the same thing? Crunches, sit-ups. I don't know. Can you tell I need to get back to my good old workout life? I do. I did boxing for a little while. And when I wasn't doing it in my backyard, that was another thing that we were doing in the garage. Like if it was way too cold or if it was rainy or something like that, I wouldn't work out in the backyard. So I did appreciate that space that was in the garage that was just allocated for working out. However, one of the things that I did want to do is have the option to park both of our cars in the garage. And so what we did is we actually have, we have this slim Peloton bike that can be slid up against the wall or slid all the way in the back. It's quite heavy though. So this I think has probably contributed to why it usually just stays stationary in that space that we would normally have a second car. And then 
the box that my husband wants to do workouts on jump up and down. Oh my gosh, this is totally not going to make it onto YouTube because I look ridiculous. I'm actually trying to do workout simulations. <laughs> I'm glad you can't see. I'm glad it's just a podcast episode, but we do have the option to push these things up against the wall. So it will actually contain two cars if we wanted that. Now, if you don't ever want to have cars in your garage at all, because like I said, this maybe is a great space for you to expand and have an extension of your home. And this is like a living room area. Then do take a look at what you can do to actually set up a nice living space, so to speak, or entertainment space, so to speak. So I want to tell you about a great client I've been working with. I have worked with her in the past as well. My dear friend, Amy Pendergraft, she has been uh, a guest on the podcast and we've talked a lot about Legos in the bedroom, which has famously become a chapter in my book, Legos in the bedroom. And it was quite funny. And so I ended up turning it into a podcast episode as well. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, but she was actually one of my guests in the early days. Uh, I believe that she was one of my first guests in that month of May in 2020. And we talked about regaining your space, really taking back the space that maybe everybody, you know, was using because everybody was quarantining and homeschooling and doing all that kind of stuff on top of each other. And so really just reclaiming your space and kind of making sure that things were designated, had designated spots. And so now it was very exciting to be able to work with her again as an organizer because she was moving from one space, one home to another. And so we got to start scratch. And one of the really important spaces in her home that she wanted to make sure she was utilizing to the fullest degree was her garage. And so that was one of the things she said. She said, Paige, I really like to bring uh, one of the couches from my old house that was in the living room or in the piano room. I'd love to be able to put that into the garage. And I said, you know, I understand that just getting those things in that space and making that work simply is the thing to do. But if we can take a little bit more time and focus on that third step of the style, the style of that space, I actually think you could have a quite beautiful and accommodating space for entertaining for your so fast growing, quickly growing. How do we say that? Quickly growing kiddos. She has got kids in high school and still an elementary one as well. And these kids needed to have an extra hangout space. So we really wanted to make it as comfortable as possible. And so she actually had a rug that she wasn't going to take to the new house. And I was like, wait, Amy, this is so perfect. You can put the rug out there and it will clearly define that space and really make it so much more comfortable than the cold, hard concrete floor of a garage. So that's something to consider. When you try to make the space in your garage multifunctional, it's very similar to how you would want to do it in your home. You really want to have designated spaces set aside for specific things. So just like we have that workout section in ours, I wanted to make sure we clearly defined the space and put the rug down to make it more comfortable. We put the couch on top of it. There was another 
cushiony, cozy, big overstuffed side chair that we put there as well. And then my amazing, kind, wonderful contractor came out. His name is Jeff. He's been with me on many jobs and he mounted a TV at the appropriate level that we could also do something else she wanted to do. And it turned out to be super cool in her space, a really nice focal point to look at while everybody was watching the TV. There was a big blank wall and they had several awesome looking surfboards. And as I said, we're in Southern California and that is super fun to put on display. So we just from Amazon grabbed some surfboard mounts. Uh, one was a very huge, long, gorgeous, long board, stand up paddle board. And that one is mounted under the TV. Just above that, she had an old shelf, floating shelf that was black. And I said, this would be perfect because you can put where the kids are going to play video games and stuff. You can put the Xbox on this. You could set the remote control on this. If anybody needs a rest, a drink, if you want to put like a really cute um, photo there to, again, make it a little bit more comfortable and a little more homey, even though it's in the garage, maybe she wants to put a cool plant, something like that. That would be a great space. And again, it just really makes it look like it's a true entertaining spot. And then above it is, of course, that mounted TV. Now over to the side, we decided to continue with the surfboards and mounted them one on top of the other. And she had four smaller boards. You know, have the big giant paddle board on the bottom that because it's so heavy and because they use it more often, we decided to have that easily accessible down low. The other surfboards we mounted according to what got used the most and the least. So what was least used, we put it up at the very highest part of the garage wall and down low, we put the ones that needed to be accessed the most. So do think about that when you're really maximizing the vertical space in your garage. So obviously that was storage of large items. On other parts of her walls, we decided to mount some floating shelves, metal shelves. I've actually done this in lots of my clients' homes. And we utilize the whole other opposite wall. Now, obviously, this is going to have the concrete floor because this doesn't need the cozy, you know, entertainment area. And so this is the nice concrete floor. We wanted to make sure we swept everything out nice and clean. If you're working in your garage, give it a good power wash if you can. Also, if you want to start from scratch with your floor before you start building all these things around it, maybe you want to do epoxy. You can look that up or some other alternatives to laying some really nice, good floor down. Because oftentimes, you know, if people have lived there before you as well, or maybe you've lived there for years, just the settling of the foundation over time, you might have some cracks. So it might make sense for you to go ahead and invest in laying that good solid foundation. So do look into those things as well. So as I mentioned, I used some floating shelves that are metal shelves that actually have used several times. We got these from Amazon as well. We decided to go with white because the white walls would not, this wouldn't really stand out or show up as much. Then I went over to the container store and I found lots of different white containers that were all the same brand. It was the Sterilite brand that I got there. Very inexpensive, nice, durable, and wipe clean, which is super key if you're going to put in some organizing bins in your garage, right? So just the dust, the weather, the elements. And also, this is where I want you to consider getting one type of container that, um, let me say this again, 
one collection that has the different size containers. So that way, if you need a very large tub that's in one color and one brand, if they have smaller ones that you could put on floating shelves, then everything's just going to look really cohesive. So what we did is in Amy's garage, for example, much like a couple of our other ones, we really have to deal sometimes with the bulky overhang of something. So if you've got soffits, if you've got, you know, H VAC, HVAC, is that how you say it? I think so. The HVAC, <laughs> where you have the big giant tubes. And a lot of times these maybe are not even covered in your garage because it's outside. And so maybe it's not something that the people who built that space felt like they needed to cover up, but sometimes they cover them with drywall and they have these soffits that stick out and they get in the way of you being able to mount everything. And so do just make sure you're measuring that space measure twice, mount once. So you are not having to deal with that over and over and over or measure twice, cut once. If you actually have a contractor or a carpenter who's coming out to actually help you, or maybe you're doing it yourself because you're a rock star, um, actually cut some shelves to put up as well. But what I want to make sure again, you do is even when you're looking for shelving, if you can find a collection that comes in multiple sizes, that's going to really help if you need to, for example, like what we did in Amy's do larger floating shelves on the bottom. And then up at the top where we were dealing with having to get around those soffits, wanting to make sure that they were a narrower one, but again, they still all look very cohesive and look nice and neat because they're from that same collection. So just something to consider when you're thinking about styling this space, just because it's outside in your garage doesn't mean it doesn't need to look super great. So we have both form and function. I do love that. A friendly reminder that my book is now available on Kindle and paperback over on Amazon. So if you haven't gotten it yet, or you have, and you'd like to get more, head over to Amazon and search for I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can also find a direct link over on my website at everythingwithstyle.com. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. So additionally, we decided to continue what we had done on one side of her wall with the surfboards over on the opposite side of the wall with boogie boards. And we actually did those same exact wall mounts and just put three boogie boards instead of just one surfboard. So we did that on one side, decided to mount that vertically. And then on another side, did the same surfboard mounts, put her big, nice uh, cornhole game that has like a carrying case. We wanted to actually mount that up so it wasn't sitting down on the ground in case any water got in or anything like that. We didn't want it to damage that game. And so that's something that you can consider, you know, just because something is marketed on Amazon or wherever else you might purchase it as a mount for a specific thing, you might be able to use it to mount other things as well. So definitely think outside the box when it comes to that. So take a look at surfboard mounts and think, what else do I have in my garage that I might need to have two different mounts side by side so I can put these things up so they're not down on the floor. Now over the workout area, we actually decided to do a designated workout area because they actually ended up 
getting in the move, they got a bench press. And so they had this long seat that we could turn sideways and push that up against the wall. So those items, I just mentioned the boogie board and the cornhole, those were actually mounted up above that workout area. So now when someone wants to work out, all they have to do is walk over to that space. They don't have a bunch of things they have to take off of the bench. They it's already open. They only have to take the end of it, pull it out and then go ahead and start using it. So it's super convenient because that was going to be a workout space. We also wanted to make sure we did do one of those very large white Sterilite bins. And that contains all kinds of their weights, uh, yoga mat, different things like that, that they wanted, you know, the, the weight, the vest that would go around them if they wanted to carry that while they were doing some workouts as well. And so anything that you might think of, again, you just want to group things in light categories and put those all in one designated space. So that became like a little workout space. And because we mounted those things up, those things are not going to be constantly in the way when somebody decides, Hey, I'm over here watching something on TV, but you know what? I'm going to get a little workout in while I'm doing that. So I'm going to go over, I'm going to pull out the bench and I'm going to go ahead and get a little workout done. That way it's free from any clutter that might want to land there. Now, we definitely had some other things that were left over from her old garage, same as lots of my clients whenever they're doing a relocation. What we decided to do is take everything out of boxes, assess what we had, continue to do that same purge. And then as we put things back in, I wanted to make sure the lowest shelf that we mounted, the lowest floating shelf, would really give plenty of room underneath for any new items that came out of boxes as we were unpacking things like sports equipment and things like their chairs that they might have that they would take to a baseball game and pop out. And so uh, we took some rolling mesh bins that I got from the container store. We have a few of those. They actually uh, were from her old garage as well. They worked well there. They easily were transferred over here. And I made sure that when Jeff and I were mounting those, that lowest shelf, that we left plenty of room for things to be rolled underneath or stacked underneath as well. So do again, just make sure if you are trying to designate different areas for things and you're mounting something that's going to be a little bit more permanent. I mean, nothing's totally permanent, right? You can always take it out and reconfigure it and spackle some holes and remount things, of course. But because these were going to be some permanent fixtures we were putting in place, we really wanted to make sure that before we mounted them, all of the other stuff had come out of boxes so we could truly see what we had and then decide what type of uh, containers we wanted to put underneath that lower shelf. So do consider that as well. So not only are the rolling carts really helpful because you can move those around, but if you do have some furniture that you're wanting to perhaps have like cabinetry or something that's not mounted into the wall. I wanted to suggest something that we use that she actually had from her old place that wasn't going to work inside the house as storage that I was like, Amy, this would be so perfect. Instead of having this tall, skinny set of cubes, um, I don't know where she got hers, but I know I used to have these when I lived in New York and I just got them from target.com. And so what we had in 
Amy's space was this tall unit that had squares that you could have like those fabric bins, you know, that you put in. And in the past, maybe in her kid's room, she had that where she would store like games or toys, or maybe it was a space for uh, like underwear and socks and different things like that for clothing to wear or shoes, perhaps. Well, in this space, Outside, I said, we can totally turn this on its side and have this go up against the back of the couch. And on top of it, we can use it almost like a console table where if you wanted to put, again, something nice like a plant or if you wanted to put picture frames, make that look nice and neat. Then underneath it, we were able to use, gosh, I think there were eight squares. So four on the top, four on the bottom. And inside we made sections available for her kids' helmets. We made a section, a cube available for a divided Lazy Susan turntable that you know I love. I've proclaimed my love for a good old turntable of any kind. Uh, And I got one from the container store. Let's see. I know mine are from the container store, but it's very possible she got hers from Amazon. Either way, what we did is we realized that they were 11 inch squares. And so we got a nine inch divided turntable that would spin and house all of her sunscreens and bug sprays and different things that you might want to have outside in your garage. And instead of having a bin to open and close, which would totally work just fine, this was the perfect space to be able to have it down low for kids of all ages in their family, for friends that came over to easily be able to access that. So that was perfect. If you are looking for some temporary solutions, you might consider command hooks. So one of the things we wanted to make sure that we did is mount some of the hooks that could put a lot of the kids' backpacks. And so for different sports throughout the seasons that they're using, whichever backpack they're not using at the time, those could go into bins that were closed and sealed nice and weather tight in those or on those shelves rather that we talked about mounting but the ones that they were using during that season so let's say in the summertime maybe it's swimming they want to have a backpack that's got all their pool gear in it or their tennis stuff or something those can be the backpacks that they can hang up on the wall now i will say double check the weight of your command hooks because it might make sense if you feel good about where those hooks could live permanently more permanently like i said you can always spackle them if you need to But it might make more sense. And we did this in Amy's because we knew that some of those bags were going to get pretty heavy. Maybe not so much a swim bag that's going to have like a towel and goggles and a swimsuit in it, but perhaps some of those heavier things that have lots of like heavy sports equipment in it, those really needed to have a drilled in mounted hook that was going to support that the best. The last thing you wanted to do is come out and then see that it just was too heavy and your command hook did not have adhesive strong enough and it fell off the wall and then your stuff's all over the place. So do just consider looking at the weight limit. They have lots of different options with command hooks. And let's see what else. Okay. So shoes were a big deal. They didn't want to wear shoes inside the house. And so at her old place, I had actually given her some shoe storage that stacks on top of each other. We just took those exact same ones, put it back in the garage over by the door. So as people are coming in and out, they can put their shoes there. 
Now, there are lots of different things you might consider doing. As I said, maybe this is the, now going to be the place where you have food storage. Maybe you want to also add some additional floating shelves like we did in Amy's garage because they have a lot of arts and crafts stuff. So we did another smaller section that they were going to be able to house all of those things down low, easy enough for them to reach, but up high enough that underneath they could put their extra storage for food with a refrigerator and their deep freeze. So that was pretty cool as well. Uh, I also want to mention if you're doing laundry, if you have uh, a space that you can hook up washer dryer when you're putting those in, maybe do consider should we be putting floating shelves or cabinetry over the top so that way we can hide all the extra stuff like laundry detergent or you know fabric softener, those little wool balls or anything else that you might need in a laundry room. Do consider having floating shelves or closed off cabinets in that space as well. If you don't have that upper shelf space for that, again, love a rolling cart. Nice and easy. You can even get long skinny ones. Uh, Container Store now has lots of different sizes. They also have some that are rounded that I've used as a nightstand at my parents' home in Tennessee. Uh, I got that from Target. So whatever space you have to work with in that area, you can grab a rolling cart and that way those items can just be placed there. So that's a really nice, helpful thing as well. If you are doing laundry out there, I don't want to forget to remind you, constantly change that lint trap. We actually had a fire not that long ago in our old house that we were renting because a bird had built its nest and they had placed in the the outside vent so it wasn't like the actual you know lint trap inside of our dryer but the one that goes blows to the outside uh, you always want to be double checking that area and making sure no critters are getting in there and building their homes in there we definitely had a fire start because the lint was getting trapped. Somebody had put a mesh grate over the top of that so that they wouldn't build their nests. But the problem is that if the lint trap wasn't getting cleaned fast enough, little bits slowly over time would get caught up and then it just got too hot. And one day it caught fire. And let me just tell you, that was terrifying because thankfully we were all at home, which was great. We didn't come home to a house that had burned down, but was very scary at the time. We had little Duke and my toddler, Isabel, and it was crazy. It was when my brother lived with us and it was all hands on deck. We were all like getting out the hose and throwing fire, throwing fire. No, we were throwing water on the fire. Um, so definitely always make sure that you are checking and rechecking Again, especially if this is now in your garage, because if there is a fire, then obviously lots of these other items all around it could catch fire too. And that is a scary thought. So friendly reminder in that way. I do just want to remind you too, that any other space in your garage, you want to take a look and say, is this going to be in the way of the element. So if you've got snow, if you've got wind, if you've got rain, do just make sure that whatever containers you're putting in these places to house all of these awesome things that are going to make your garage really multifunctional, you want to make sure that they are appropriate for whatever your typical weather is. Also bug free. This is definitely a space that you have to consider if you're in any of those places that have scorpions and oh my goodness, I hear they can even be like 
clear, like translucent. You can't even see them. It's so terrifying. Make sure you are checking if you are keeping shoes out there before you put your shoes in. Make sure you have weather tight sealed bins if they're outside, because you do not want some of those little creepy crawlies to be getting in there as well. So definitely some things to consider. If you have not replaced your plastic containers or any whatever other containers you have if they are paper if they're cardboard really do be very careful because let me complete that first thought if they're cracked that's when things are going to get in there like the elements the weather rain uh, moisture also bugs could get in there absolutely if you are housing things in your garage that are in cardboard boxes perhaps you've got lots of holiday decor i put a lot of holiday decor in containers and put those in garages for my clients also mine as well please please make sure you are inspecting the cardboard boxes regularly and do consider going ahead and investing in some proper containers that are going to hold those items. So you aren't going to have the creepy crawlies. You aren't going to have some mold happening to those boxes that can be really not healthy to have around. And then it ends up contaminating whatever items you do have in there. If you have really important, sensitive documents or ammunition or, you know, anything like that, that you really want to protect from anyone who is not the appropriate person to be accessing that, you might consider a heavy duty safe. So that's something years ago that we had in our garage as well. They have people who come out and actually can bolt those for safety into the ground. So do consider that as well. If that's something you want to do. And finally, I just want to mention that if you have some unsightly things in your garage that you don't love, I'm a big fan of painting over them as long as what it is you're covering up. You don't have to see like if there are you know directions to something that you need to see, make sure you're keeping a clear window of that. But whatever you have in there that can be painted and make sure you're paying attention to things like if it, it needs to be paint that withstands high heat, make sure you are looking into that and making sure you are only painting it with the appropriate weather or heat resistant paint. Um, I am a contractor over at Chevron Williams and I go and talk to them constantly before I paint anything and say, Hey, this is the item I'm going to paint. Is this the proper paint for that? And a lot of times, if you have a contractor who's doing that work as well, you can ask them if they're not so sure, ask a place at a paint store, ask someone who deals with that regularly, because you don't want to get yourself into a bind because you didn't prepare ahead for the proper paint for those items. But I can't stress enough how lovely it looks and how, how seamless and nice it looks. If you have a lot of different things that are multicolored in your garage and you're wanting to create a multifunctional space that's going to aesthetically look nice as well, we had white walls. We painted so many things when I say we, I'm going to tell you, I mean me, my husband just could not possibly care less, but there were red things. There were green pipes. There were silver pipes or all these different things. And I talked to my contractor, Jeff, and just said, is there a way that we can mask this with some paint? And he said, yes. And we did it. And now it just looks so much cleaner, tidier, neater. So consider paint. I've been talking to Amy too about some of the big water heaters and different things in her space that are over near her uh, entertaining space in her garage. And we talked about, gosh, would it be cool to add a 
shower curtain and actually mount a shower curtain up on the ceiling to go around some of those items. And the only reason I say shower curtain is because it'll hold up well to any moisture that might be in the air. It'll also be easy to clean if it's that type of material, or you could do a fabric one as well. But again, really do make sure before you hang anything that is a fabric that if that the unit that you are trying to cover up the unsightly unit, you want to just make sure that it's going to be uh, properly hung far enough away that it's not going to be a fire hazard. If heat is an issue, for example, it's not going to get wet if there's, you know, uh, exposed water or something like that. So obviously look into those things as well, but consider if that's something that you might want to hide, you could consider doing that with some sort of mounted curtain. So that way, if you needed to access that, you can easily just pull the curtain back, get to what you need. And then when you don't want to see that all the time, you can just pull the curtain around it. So hopefully some of these suggestions will work for you today. There's always also just like the tried and true things like hanging things from the ceiling. If you want to have uh, shelves mounted from the ceiling, you can do that. If you want to have bikes mounted, then you can totally just get some of those hooks and mount those in the ceiling as well. But I really do believe that the name of the game is going through those three simple steps in the three E's philosophy. Do your essential purge do your enhancement of a donation of those items or a sale of those items, and then do your extra, which is really pulling all of those things together in the space and styling it with the appropriate containers, with the appropriate shelves that you may need to mount or cabinetry that you need to install or super awesome multifunctional rolling carts that might assist you in any of those different areas that you're trying to use in your space. Um, hopefully, like I said, these ideas were helpful for you. If they were, share them with a friend because that could totally be helpful for them as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to share it. If you post on social media, tag me at Everything with Style Mom so I can say thank you so much and can also do a reshare. Uh, please let me know if there is something that you would like for me to talk about next. That would make me so happy to discuss that with you. If I have some tips and tricks, I will share them. If I don't know about it, I'll go down the rabbit hole and I'll figure out how would be the best way to organize and style that space. So until next week, happy organizing in your multifunctional garage. I hope that you remember that not only can you have it be really functional for you, but also the form is there and you can have it looking super nice. Remember to to search for things like collections to make sure if you do need things in different sizes that they're all still going to look cohesive. Make sure you're designating certain areas uh, to really separate things in the space. And if entertaining is what you're doing, consider doing a cool rug underneath a weather resistant indoor outdoor rug. That's something that you can even use that good old power washer on as well. If it does start getting a little bit dirty and, you know, stick to a good old Swiffer or broom as often as possible to keep out the dust and the dirt that inevitably is going to come into a garage. I hope that you're going to be enjoying this space as much as 
I enjoy our garage as much as a lot of my clients are enjoying their spaces that are multifunctional. And again, if there's something that I haven't suggested that you might want to put into a garage space, let me know. Maybe you want to have like a wrapping paper station. Maybe you want to have a whole gift wrapping area in yours and you want to use like a cool over the door alpha shelving system and put that on the wall or over the door and have that at your fingertips, you can totally make your garage as multifunctional as possible. And truly the possibilities are endless. So let me know some fun, totally outside the box things that you've done in your garage. And also let me know if maybe I've suggested something that was super helpful that worked for you. I would love to see some before and after photos. Thank you so, so much for listening again. Don't forget to check out all of the videos over on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com backslash page Killian and find me there. Hopefully we'll have some more like new garage things going on on the videos there as well. All right. Thanks guys. I will talk to you next week for more organization motivation. And until then I'm going to now go jump on these new things that I'm working on that I'll be sharing with you very soon. Talk later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the mom's organization motivation podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.